0: who saw each other first you or your wife abby i spotted her a mile away (laughs) hope
1: talk a pcm podcast
0: michael john schoitzer i think i said that (laughs) right didn't i perfect when was the last time you heard the whole name with the initials I mean, with um, the middle name. When
1: I was in trouble last, um, usually from my mom, but that would have been a while. <laughs> my wife just gets real quiet. So, oh, that's fine. really? You don't even hear that, <laughs> huh? Michael, I don't, I don't hear the full name.
0: Yeah, Michael's one of the founding members and still picking guitar for "Mercy Me." Uh, you may know him from a song. I can only imagine. Twenty-two years ago for that one, there. Um, so somebody is going to be forty-six years old this June. Is that right? I am, yeah, right. Wow, Michael, what do you hope to accomplish before you hit fifty? Uh,
1: fifty. I'll gosh, you know, I'll be launching at least one kid uh, by then. My oldest is sixteen. Right after him, my daughter's fifteen. So I guess I'll be launching two kids by then. Just to do that well, uh, honestly, if we're if we're being real, that would be if I could get them out without you know losing them would be great um yeah on, other than that like man my life's been full like uh, not a whole lot of people get to say that they got to live their dream at any level yeah. and i've been able to at a pretty big level so it's uh yeah it's pretty
0: awesome so mercy Me was founded in 94 in oklahoma city that's 27 years ago does it feel like a long time ago or does it feel like nah, it was just yesterday
1: some days it feels like it's been a long time. Uh, and I think, my gosh, I can't do another day of this. And then most of the time it feels like it was yesterday.
0: Wow. Yeah. Why? Why do you yeah. think that?
1: I think cause it's still fun. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It just, it, it, uh, yeah, it's just uh, so many memories along the way that, that are all obviously ups and downs but like more more ups than downs
0: so many awards in fact you guys probably have way more awards and things you've been recognized and you can keep up with but what's been the most special to you out of all the years and all the awards
1: gosh um as far as awards go uh <laughs> two actually um no actually so we we have won a couple of american music awards and those to me mean a lot because it's all fan voted um, it's not industry voting, which I mean, being honored by your industry's great being honored by the fans to me, that means what you're doing matters. It like you've, you've connected, um, with somebody. And, uh, so, um, that's definitely those stand out. But, um, I grew up in Florida, central Florida, uh, halfway between Tampa and Orlando there in Orlando, Disney world every year for a lot of years, they had night of joy. It was a Christian concert all day long i grew up going to it our youth group would always go it's always a blast well we got to start playing it when we you know when we ended up signing our record deal and getting on radio and all that which that blew my mind that was awesome then uh a few years later we ended up like breaking the record for artists who had played at night of joy and they gave us this mickey mouse statue
0: Uh, i don't know if it's called a
1: mickey or what apparently it's very rare to get um but like that, I grew up there. I grew up that yeah. doing that. And so that was, that one meant a lot, that one. And then just this past year, we were given a Toonie award and I, I'm sure not a lot of people know that Toonie awards even exist, but basically it's a golden waffle. <laughs> we were honored to be the Christian artist most played in waffle house jukeboxes. <laughs> and I mean, as far as all-time top favorite restaurants, it's got to be in my top three. So the fact that this body was built by waffles and I was gifted a golden waffle, yeah, it's pretty special.
0: Scattered, smothered, and covered, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Come on. So, now you're talking. Bartow, Florida. How in the world did you meet up with Bart Miller and the guys from Mercy Me when Bart's from out west?
1: Yeah, so he grew up in Greenville, Texas. Um, I grew up in Bartow. Uh, went to church in a neighboring town called Lakeland, Florida. Um, his youth minister had moved as youth ministers often do and became the youth minister at my church. Um, that was probably 1990 Bart's dad died in 91. Uh, and so, uh, the youth minister had invited Bart to come down just to kind of clear his head. And he came down over spring break and, and, uh, Rusty offered him the, the role of being the youth intern. Um, you know, he needed somebody to help order pizza for yeah. the fifth quarters and set up chairs for Wednesday night. Yeah, And, uh, and, but also he knew Bart could sing and we had a Wednesday night worship band before long before, you know, uh, worship was worship bands were happening. Um, and so Bart started singing in that. I was actually taking guitar lessons from the guitar player in that and who left and I graduated high school right around the same season. So I stepped into that role and, uh, we started trying to write songs together back in 90, that would have been 93. Um, they were horrible songs, but um, it was kind of the launch pad for what ended up becoming Mercy Me, you know, just a year later.
0: Tell us about growing up in Bartow, Florida. I mean, is there like a sign on the city limits that says birthplace of childhood home <laughs> of, of, of Michael Schweitzer or, or what?
1: No. Uh, if anybody, it'd be for Jason Odom. He's got a Super Bowl ring with the Tampa Bay Fox from, <laughs> you know, a few years ago under Gruden. Um, it was Tony Dungy's team, though. Let's just all be honest. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean it's a small, it's a small town America, Central Florida. Um, you know, beautiful little town that I didn't, I took for granted when I lived there because it was just a small town where you couldn't get away with anything without your parents finding out about it. Yeah, going back as a as. A grown man having a family it'd be an amazing town to raise your, to raise a family in so um yeah, it's a great place it's a really great town.
0: who saw each other first? you or your wife Abby I
1: spotted her a mile away <laughs> actually funny story so we were we were lo- we were set up at her church in West Monroe, Louisiana um to play and Robbie our drummer and I had just gotten off the bus and we were walking to the side door to kind of get into the the you know backstage area and she was he I think he was engaged or dating his wife at the time and we had been roommates forever. And, uh, she's walking down the sidewalk with some friends of hers. And because we knew each other really well, Robbie's like, she looks like she's your type. And I looked back, <laughs> I was like, pretty cute. <laughs> and, uh, so we got in there, but, uh, while we were playing, we were leading worship for this like weekend event. I can't remember the guy who was speaking. He was great. Um, i noticed during worship though like she just there was something different she wasn't like just all smiles and cheers and happy you know oh yeah i'm distracted by how fun this band is like she like she was truly worshiping and so that kind of you know that set her apart obviously she was um yeah she's gorgeous to begin with but uh she caught my eye let's just say that <laughs> uh but yeah about a year later i ended up meeting her in person and, and i held on tight
0: how long have you guys been married now 2002, 2021 minus 2002 math. Um, let smart. me save you. Michael's not a fan of math. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. So that, yes, that that's safe. Yes. I just want to throw you a lifeline there.
1: Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you remember who won your last argument? Was it you or her?
1: Nobody wins in an argument. Nobody wins. Just agree to disagree and try to move on. Be kind and gentle. I don't do any of that well. I'm just saying nobody wins in an argument. <laughs>
0: yeah father of four are any of your kids musical uh yes
1: so my daughter she likes to play ukulele and she can sing but she usually just kind of sings in a goofy voice because i think she does other things she can sing but she actually she can she, she, has, she can hold a melody pretty well my 12 year old loves music um he'll sit down and play piano from time to time just kind of picks out songs by ear which is a lot of how i did it um, I took one of our old laptops and put some recording software on it for him so he could kind of start to play with that. Cause I feel like he would be interested in it, but I don't want to push it because I also know um, it could be a miserable life too. You can re- you really wreck your hobbies if you make them your job. So if it's something he wants to pursue and chase, then man, I'm going to help him with everything I got. If it's something he's not, you know, he just wants to keep as a hobby and love doing, then great too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What have you learned recently from each of your kids?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, patience. <laughs> uh, no, they're awesome. Like my kids. So I, I think, like I said, 16, 15, 12, and 8. Um, the the horror stories you always hear about raising teenagers, man, that, that's garbage. That's a lie. It's a blast. They're yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, uh, my son loves cars, like loves cars. Uh, so our deal with our kids is like, we'll match you on what you save up to buy a car. If you save up a thousand dollars, you can buy a $2,000 car, etc. He had saved up three grand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Uh, but he loves cars. So like a $6,000 car, you can buy a nice little Honda Civic. It's going to run you 300,000 miles, get them all the way through college. He doesn't want a Honda Civic. He wants a vintage BMW. So he found an 87 BMW 325 IS. I've learned all these things. I'm not a car guy, but I'm learning. (laughs) But that's not enough. Not for Ben. He wants to do an engine swap. So currently, it's at my parents' house because my garage is too full of their bicycles and everything else to be able to fit a car in but my parents are organized and so his car is currently there with the engine pulled out because he's putting like a big v8 chevy ls basically a corvette engine yeah trying to put that in it but i'm not paying a penny for it and i told him i was like buddy like i got you we bought you the car you wanted like we helped you buy it we even took it into the shop afterwards i paid to make sure it was gonna be safe and running i'm not i'm not I'm not doing this part that's on you. And so he's done all the research. He's ordering parts as he comes up with money. He's working at a a car shop where they literally like they have like million dollar cars in this shop and he's the cleanup guy, but he's like, he's getting to be around it and he's learning and they're helping him buy parts on the cheap. And so he, he's got a lot of way to go, but man, the kid is persistent and hardworking. And uh, I need to be more like my 16 year old, honestly.
0: Well, yeah. the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. I've learned so. Great job, Dad hey, and, and Mom.
1: Nope, got it from his mom. Got it from his mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how is producing a new record? You all just have a new record that you finally, really. How is it? How is that? And like keeping your kids all alive and breathing. How is that um, at the same time? How is it producing an album like that and also keeping everything going? How how hard is that?
1: Uh, it's not that hard when your wives are awesome. Like all of our wives are champions. They've done this long enough that it's actually gotten easier because we've gotten to the point where we learned, we had to say no and we couldn't be gone all the time and we needed to give back to family. So we're home way more than we're gone these days. Good. Obviously in 2020, everybody was home way more than they were gone. But in general, even before that we'd really kind of dialed it into a good pace. Um, As far as making a record, Uh, it's always a challenge and it's always exciting and it's always life-giving and life draining at the same time. Um, We're really excited to have new music out period. Like it's been four years since our last record. Uh, We've been working on this record for about two years. uh, And obviously in the midst of that two years, everything kind of shifted. And so we kind of started adding songs and taking away songs and, and, uh, but it's been really good to have that in the last year. Um, We've, we actually have a studio our whole existence as a band. We always wish we had a place. And, uh, um, about two years ago we bought a cabin, uh, just South of Nashville where we live and have turned it into a studio. And that's been, that's been awesome to have for sure. Um, especially in the midst of this, to have your own space to just stay set up. is great. There's a flip side to that. We need some deadlines. We need some, some parameters to work within and so when you're renting somebody else's studio costs you a lot of money if you go over time because they need to get the next client in uh we have nobody telling us kicking us out the door and so there are days when we'll get in there and just stare at the wall or laugh or watch ted lasso or whatever like have a great time and it's like oh man we look at the time we really ought to start making some music because this album's got to come out in seven months or whatever so uh yeah it's it's a blessing and a curse but way more blessing than a curse for sure it's been awesome to have
0: the most incredible shark charcuterie board or food that i've ever had was, Ta- in, your, like, was in your studio that's right there that we got was to go not there, a so. board that was an entire
1: yeah <laughs> so, our, so our dear dear friends randy and katie williams some people might remember a band from back in the day called big tent revival yeah randy was a guitar player randy was one of the first like like mentor without trying to be a mentor to me like we were still an independent band we got to open for them uh, and that dude just was as kind and encouraging and and he had no reason to be that way like he went out of his way to be kind to me and to all of us and so uh, yeah his wife um is like if martha stewart and joanna gaines like had a mentor it would be katie williams she's awesome so there you go yeah the song
0: yeah. the song i you won't uh, say i won't we're all over it tell us about gary and 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 i saw where recently there was a wheelchair race in what looked like a hotel ballroom or something like that
1: yeah yeah i remember my kid who likes cars he uh, he likes to go fast and so uh <laughs> gary that at that show we had a special like boutique show happening called at a hotel down in, in florida um, it was all socially distanced and all that. Well, Gary lives in Florida. So there's actually a, a wheelchair company who reached out to us and we're like, they, they wanted to give him a new wheelchair. They had seen some video of his wheelchair and they recognized right away that it was not um, gonna last him much longer. And so they he went from a Yugo to a Cadillac. Like they built him the nicest one. Well, they he came out to the show in Florida with his wife and they came down and brought the wheelchair to, to present it to him. It was an awesome moment my son literally texts me backstage like we're about to go on he's like dad dad how do you think gary would take it if i asked him if i could race him in a wheelchair (laughs) like if i get in his old wheelchair he gets in his new wheelchair like like would that be okay or is he not gonna be cool that i was like then he would love nothing more than for you to ask him to race him in a wheelchair so yeah that went down no gary uh so for people who don't know uh the song say i won't um, was one of the songs that we started kind of rewriting in the second half of the two-year album process. Um, and about halfway through the process of writing the song, we get word that our, our really close friend, he used to be, uh, I was roommates with him for a while. Uh, he was our, one of our first merch guys. We let him drive the bus for about a weekend before we decided he's a horrible driver and this is not safe for anybody. Um, he was also a horrible merch guy which that just kind of shows you like the quality of individual he is. We wanted him around, not because of what he could do, <laughs> but because of who he was. Yeah. Uh, and so anyways, we're, we're rolling up into the end of the first year of a two-year album process. And we get word that Gary's gone to the hospital um, with not a lot of details, uh, but he, he was in septic shock and uh, they had to put him in a coma. They had to put him on an ECMO machine, which is for heart patients and basically draws all the blood from your extremities into the core of your body to keep you alive um and he had to be on that machine way longer than you're supposed to be on that machine just to keep him alive uh he was in a coma for i think it was over 50 days and when he woke up he woke up to the news that he was going to have to uh, be a quad amputee they were gonna have to take arms and legs and uh Backstory on Gary and his wife—they got three kids. They're like seven, eight, and like eleven now, or eight, nine, and eleven, something like that. And they had just gone through, you know, the four-year-long process of an international adoption. They had adopted a daughter from Colombia. Uh, I think she's like sixteen or seventeen now. Um, so they've gone through, you know, four years of adoption—you know, roller coaster of emotions. Getting their daughter now, you're going through all the language barrier things that happen with that. Um, You got three young sons, which if any of you are raising boys, you know what kind of a tornado that is. Um, Well, now he's getting this news. And uh, um, Say I Won't had been a song that had been happening, and instantly we knew, like, this song is Gary. Like, because we know Gary, and we know how he's going to roll with this. Um, And he's been true to form. Like, if any of your listeners – are following him on social media, uh, they're seeing the guy who can make fun of his situation and laugh about it, and and not not belittle it. It's a heavy situation, and he'll talk about the heavy days for sure. But man, he's taking it in stride. Uh, like I would, I would hope I could even do a half of how he's handling it. He's amazing, and so uh, yeah, um, we love the guy so much, and we're so grateful uh, for that he's alive. One. Um, but two, like how he's handling it. And, and when we told him, man, we really want to tell your story through this song. We feel like the song embodies you and your wife. And uh, um, they were just in tears because they were like, they don't, they didn't want this to be for nothing. You know, they, they love Jesus. And he, Gary said it a hundred times, Robbie and I actually went to go visit him before his amputations in the hospital. We were playing not too far. And so we drove over and, and uh, I mean, even in the hospital still, he's talking about how God could have, taking a pinky toe or God could have literally not never let him off the table. And um, he's like, I'm in this situation. Cause this is what God wants for some reason. I don't get to understand it right now, but I know there's a purpose in it. And so, uh, yeah, we just love the guy so much. And, and, and to, you know, share with people who are going through similar situations and, and carry each other's load and all of that. And, and if you could, if I could share our text thread with Gary, with people, um, you would see like a guy who is just living life, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, Michael. Awesome. What, what's, what's your favorite Mercy Me song to play on the guitar?
1: Uh, it's different in
0: different seasons. Okay. Um, I would
1: say probably two. Oh, that's hard. We've actually spent the last two weeks like rehearsing through new songs to like kind of figure out how to do like a live stream, whatever. And so having a lot of fun with new songs. Um, but I think we win from lifer is one of my favorite songs to play live. Uh, also, uh, dear younger me, has always been a one that I love playing live. Um, it's gone through different, like where we'll just play it all acoustic and sometimes we'll play it like Mary's on acoustic, I'm on electric, which is, that's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, those, those are great. And then whenever we cover like a Tom Petty song or, you know, YouTube, those are always a blast, but
0: now you guys, you and your wife homeschooled kids before it was cool to homeschool kids. Um, who was the driving? So, well, what? So, somewhere between like homeschool and like what is now
1: homeschool. Yeah. Yes. We were, it was still, it was getting cooler. Let's, for, for okay. sure. No, my who- wife totally drove that. Totally. She's a, she has her education degree, um, from college. I, whatever that is, I don't know. And college dropout here. Um, she uh, she had she has an education degree for sure, um, uh, but even more than that, like after she got out of college, she, as we started having kids, it was like, okay, what's this going to look like? Um, and she just really started doing research and read book on book on book on book about some of the some of the problems with just standardized education. And uh, yeah, she just has gone hardcore into um education doesn't have to look like what we think it does and yeah. and it's been awesome because our kids are anybody who's got more than one kid you know your kids are not they don't do anything the same and they all learn very differently and so because of her 100 percent, i if uh, they'd be in public school if it were me because that would be to their benefit if i was their teacher <laughs> versus public school uh but because of her they're getting by far the greatest education ever because she can tailor make each part of it to how they learn and focus on their gifts and strengths and the way God knit them together. You know, it's different for all of us. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool.
0: Who was the driving instructor for your kids so far?
1: That would be me. Really? Yeah, she is. Oh yeah. Well, one again, Ben natural driver, love cars. Like, I mean, but since he was like on a power wheels in the backyard, like he's just a good driver yeah my daughter we were a little nervous about getting her behind the wheel um there there was a lot of um just looking around while she's driving the golf cart like you know (laughs) whatever uh but she's uh she's been driving since january now and she's doing pretty dang good good deal i i let her drive to school every like she actually goes to of our kids, she actually we decided we she wanted to try school, and so right okay, so we put her in a, a Christian school not too far from us. Um, so I drive her in every morning, but she now drives herself. You know, with me riding shotgun, and I, yeah, you know, there's not a lot of fingernail prints in the dashboard. She's doing a good job.
0: Speed round here. If I were coming to Nashville for the best meal of my life, where would you take me?
1: <sighs> That's hard, uh, Henrietta Red for like a nice meal love it it's fantastic uh for just a greasy dirty burger gabby's burger and fries um and the baker's uh, baker's field tacos i think is what it's called wow. uh, in, in downtown's really great yeah okay uh yeah there's what, a lot of great places to eat in nashville
0: what a burger or in and out
1: you know i lived in texas right? i know
0: i know uh I would like to plead the fifth. Okay, all right, I'll let you go with that. My last question for you here, and I got to let you go. How can I and our listeners pray or minister to Mike Schweitzer right now?
1: Um, wisdom and just always wisdom. Uh, life is good when I when I recognize that it's good for sure, and sometimes I don't. And I would say that that's where I need wisdom is rec- is being able to be grateful and and choose our good friends uh, for King country, you know, they choose joy. Right. Uh, And there's such, that's such a thing that I have got to be like, that's the first thing, first thing, every time, like just choose joy. Like, cause it's that's, that's the only choice we get sometimes is our attitude and uh, and having the wisdom to do that, the wisdom to not just react. Does anybody else do that? Am I the only (laughs) one who like I see a headline and all of a sudden I know everything about everything. And I react before I just pause and I listen and I, you know, and sometimes we don't have to react. Sometimes our opinions can be just for ourselves. I'm learning. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.